This is the official Covering the Corner podcast, episode 187. I am your host, Matt Lyons. I'm in this week's episode. Talk about the Cleveland Guardians roster being finalized. Stephen Kwan made the team, but how much will he actually play? Talk about him on Manuel Classe's contract extension that he received. Jose Ramirez's contract extension that he did not receive. Uh, Give some AL Central and Guardians predictions for the year. And sort of pick one AL Central team to to focus on down the road, what we think of them. And uh, just all kinds of fun stuff. Joining me for all that more, another Mr. Merritt Rolfing, Merritt. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? I don't like energy that energy today. at all. That's I don't like that energy, man. <laughs> it's, it's here, baby. <laughs> that energy does not match our pre-podcast discussions at all. <laughs> no, no, it is not. No, let's break it down to the angry levels, <laughs> to the sad growl, 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 <laughs> grumble, etc. Now we should be at that level because, of course, opening day by the time this comes out is a whole two days away. It'll be on Thursday. Um, rosters are finalized. Stephen Kwan, who we both thought would be an exciting addition to the roster, did make the roster. Um, your your boy Yu Chang looks like he's starting at second base. Hell for yeah, some dude! Reason. It's happening. <laughs> Ahmed Rosario is probably going to the outfield. Brian Lavastida makes the roster. That's yes. Fun. Two things I wanted. Three. And then neither of them are going to come out the way you wanted to. No, probably. no. This is um, all just trickery to make me feel good and then immediately bad. Yes, it's beautiful. I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet, but on uh, the Selby's Godcast, uh, TJ Zuppi and Zach Mizell's podcast about the Guardians, they were talking about, um, so somebody had mentioned that they, uh, Brett Colbert on Twitter, he'd add me about it. They were saying that it sounds like the plan is to give the outfield at bats to Straw Zimmer and Mercado and Quan going back down in a few weeks when Naylor is back. Um, that is maybe the single most depressing tweet I've ever seen, and it's also something we've seen the Guardians do seemingly every time they have a prospect come up um i mean i want to be excited about stephen kwan so much um you're so allowed to be excited about him just to be clear you can be you can be excited you can just if i want to be disappointed (laughs) i can be excited right now i can i used to know by now not to be too excited about prospects when they come up because either they'll they're gonna flare out like everybody or (laughs) or they just won't get the playing time which sounds like stephen kwan is gonna get um and, and it seems like with kwan too there's more recognition around the league that he has a chance to be really good. I feel like when Bobby Bradley came up and Owen Miller and these recent guys who aren't quite as good as we'd hoped they'd be, like there wasn't national attention coming to him, but like everybody seems to realize that Stephen Kwan, his hit tool looks like it's something special. I, I saw somewhere like a bold prediction some site did, like he was going to hit 300 was their bold prediction. But I mean, yes. that's right. If he's benched that was behind. On a, yeah, that was on the guardians.com website. Like it was in their things that go that could go good this year yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. if uh, it's just like uh, he won't <laughs> he's gonna be behind zimmer and mercado oh, and then they'll come back and get three hits i mean there you go 300 yeah. boom. And Quan, <laughs> there you go and he's retired and Quan will go down and play in triple a and probably hit like 350 and then come up at the end of the year and then next year maybe he'll start or maybe he'll be ruined by that and we'll never know but no matt you're getting it all wrong He'll be up here for two or three weeks. He'll get seven at bats, and he'll go down. And someone else will get hurt. He'll, he'll, and he'll just kind of whipsaw back and forth between oh AAA. <laughs> it'll be even worse than what you're thinking. It'll be, it'll be the sort of thing where he gets no consistent playing time. So we just kind and of then we'll wonder why he's yeah. so bad. And then, why yeah. isn't he any good anymore? What's, I mean, there was a neat article that um, that was on uh, the Guardian website about how he felt like he uh, it, Quan finds success after prioritizing the mental side of the game, which. 
Yeah, it's obviously it's got a cool story. It's it's the most underrated side of baseball. Like the, the fact that more teams don't like spend a lot of time on the on the mental and emotional uh, kind of psychological side of baseball because it's so hard. It's game like for just to peel back the curtain a little bit. I work in sales and for a real job, a job also based solely around failure, only at a rate much higher than most baseball players. I think my close rate's like seven percent or something like that. So that's bad. Um, so like a, a part of me kind of understands that having to maintain a, a good a frame of reference, but yeah, no, like the, the, the fact that they're not going to give him a chance is, I'm not going to say mind blowing. Cause again, like you said, I'm used to it, used but to, it's yeah. like, it should be mind blowing. Like this should be, this shouldn't be hard. You have bad outfielders. You have an outfielder who could be pretty good. You know what pretty much everybody else is. Let the guy who might be good get, just give him like a month, a solid month. And if he's terrible, then take him out for a little bit. And then, like, it's what they did with Andres Jimenez last year, but they're not doing it with the guy who looks like he has a way better hit tool and probably is, like, more seasoned on his way to the majors than Jimenez was. I don't know. It's just weird the way they do things. I don't understand any of it. As far as, like, the mental thing, this is, like, torching the mental side of the game because what they're going to do is, like you said, they're going to whipsaw him everywhere. He's not going to have any consistency, and um, it'll be the same story we've seen a million times with this team. Well, like it's like we were talking about last year, last week rather, with um, you know, just the, the issue with having a rebuilding team and a guy who likes to, who's playing to, playing his vets. He thinks he gives him the best chance to win. Like I'm just reading an article about Spencer Torkelson up in Detroit. Like he's just, they're giving him first base. Like he's just first, starting first baseman opening day, and he's going to be there all year. Or uh, Vaughn over in um, Chicago last year. Like they're just they're giving them the time. And that was a that's a contending team too with Chicago last year. I mean, Detroit is actually rebuilding. It's it's this double curse that Cleveland seems to have, where have where they have this manager who wants to rely on the vets because he feels they give him the best chance to win for whatever reason. Combined with the fact that they're not a team that will ever go full rebuild because they think at this point, I, there, 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 you know, there's the th- there's the idea that they're just a very smart team. I think they just think they're smarter than everyone now. Like I'm, I'm starting I think it's to get to that point. Like, you know, everyone like, else has caught up to them, and they don't seem to realize it yet. Yeah, like I, 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 I know I've, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I have poo pooed the idea of, of the brain drain in Cleveland. I mean, they they bring up executives and front office types and coaches, um, and then they leave for somewhere else, and they become manage general managers or managers or higher paid pitching coaches or whatever. <laughs> um, and I just, I mean. My assumption, I guess, is, and I, I it, at the time it felt like a strong one, was just that it didn't matter because the, you know, the institutions were there. But as we've watched with, uh, you know, our democracy slowly erode, institutions are only as strong as the people who maintain them. And if they're not there anymore, then you have a real issue. And I think that might, I don't know, I, that's just something I've been thinking about lately is like, I just think they're they're getting high on their own supply, basically. Oh, absolutely. And like, the fact that they're not going to give Quan any real run here and they're just going to let they're just going to roll out Mercado and I mean oh my god <laughs> well it, it also like four or five La, years ago like Vestito is the other one too I, also the fact they're not going to give him any any time at all he's going to get he's going to play twice like that one I'm slightly less angry about because he's never played in AAA I think Austin Hedges is as terrible as he is offensively like they want a defensive catcher and we know he's really good at that I, mean, I think I agree he's just here until their big off season splash um well, that's the part that pisses me <laughs> Zach off. Zach Maley comes in. Yeah, exactly. Like, who cares about Zach Maley? Like, have this guy be there. Like, let I mean, him... Zach Maley's mom, first of all, Merritt. Well, that's true. How you dare know? you? Listen, we all have moms, <laughs> and I'm sure they all they all love most of us. But 
I don't know Zach May. I don't know her. I don't know his mom. <laughs> and I'm here to make loud or angry statements on a podcast. All right. What about my mom, man? She cares about me making these loud statements. <laughs> well, no, baseball wise, I don't think anybody cares about Zach May. No. no. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a backup catcher. Like, and that's the problem is that's all they signed. Like, if they signed a bunch of other people and also Zach Maley, then uh, oh, maybe they'd be fine, Jones. but they didn't. Or Luke better. Maley. Why don't I say Zach Maley? I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's we, we, how we, much <laughs> I pay attention to Luke Maley. <laughs> I was like, Zach? I think you said Zach Mizell earlier. Yeah, so okay. maybe that got my brain. And, crossed and, there, yeah. and then there you go. Again, backup catcher. Yeah. I'm not going to get too worked out about it. Yeah, yeah. And like Glavistina, I think he's got an exciting future. Maybe he's like a. I don't do. Do you make a catcher in a DA? Like he's a former third baseman, and I just don't think he's a great defensive catcher. But he's, I think at some point he might be better trade bait because Cleveland likes their defensive guys, and you could trade um, Lavastida for literally any outfielder if you could get one <laughs> and make it work. But um, yeah, I, I think he's barely played AAA. I think he's going to be up until somebody else can come up. They're going to yeah. basically hide him behind Austin Hedges as much as they can. Well, like you um, said, like he's he's. He's a bat first guy, and it, it reminds me a little bit of um, Eric Haas, right? Right, guy who who was supposed to have yeah. a pretty good bat, but behind the plate he was middling at best. And again, like it's the same construct. It's the, the team is is still maintaining their same construct of being pitching first and using yeah. everything they can to to kind of supplement that, and then try yeah. and get a few lucky runs. It's and it, it feels like. Like four or five years ago, this team, they like the front office could just mentally bully people because they were so good at trades and all this stuff. But now, like when you hear people talk about uh, operating with Cleveland, they're just annoying. <laughs> like it's not that they're uh, they're not outsmarting anybody. It's like everybody knows what they're doing. It's just an annoying way to do things. Like you always see, like with trades, they're super stingy on everything. They're just not completing trades or signings because they're they're trying to be so smart and it doesn't yeah. work and they're trying to get that extra bit or, yeah, or, or, yeah, or like, be, get that extra, you know, it's like that, that book that, um, what's it, that awful, that awful writer, uh, wrote uh, that extra 2%. I never wrote a book. Um, I can't remember uh, yeah, that extra 2% or whatever. Oh, John Carey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to find that extra little bit, but like, Everybody can see it happening now. The wool is not over anybody's eyes. Everyone's doing the same exact thing. Like, you have to still spend money. Like, at the end of the day, like, I I don't want to turn this into another, but you bitches spend some money, cowards. (laughs) This is a different angle on it, though, I think. It's the fact that, like, you do have to now. Maybe a few years ago you didn't have to, but everybody's caught up now, and you got to kind of not spend $57 million altogether on the whole payroll after pre-arb players are added in, so... Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, inflation goes up, dollars go up, payrolls go up. You can't just have pay, you can't pay less than you did twenty years ago, and it's 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 ridiculous. Like, I'm sure there's still smart players or smart people in the front office, but it would be I don't know. But I'm there's smart never, people everywhere now, is the right? Problem. Exactly. Like, like, just... like, those people that are in the front office are are across the across Major League Baseball, and there's more coming up too. Like, it's not like it's overly impressive and I, I know they're not like doing anything special like paying more for front office types because they're not going to do that that's ridiculous like even if they're the difference between paying someone 60 and 70 thousand dollars a year to be your be a quant or something that's not gonna they're not gonna do that because that's ten thousand dollars they could just spend on i don't know nothing i don't know whatever but you know what are you gonna do this is i i, I guess i would like if I could have one wish, it would not be in any way related to Guardian Baseball. But one, if I had to be Guardian just If you had a very specific one wish yes, you could make. I would, just, I would like someone to tell me what the actual plan is here. Because I feel like pretty much since they... Maybe since they traded Corey Kluber, it feels like there's no actual plan. Like 2019 on, 
it's kind of just been like a yeah whatever we kind of have a, sh- a kind of shitty team like we're gonna be we we, we want to be like a less depressed well not even less depressing a less shockingly uh, snake bitten version of the Mets where we're like we're we're gonna win anywhere between seventy and eighty five games a year and yeah whatever who cares I mean baseball but, but no one's gonna show up on unfortunately because unlike with the Mets who are lovable and have a weird hyper insane fan base they just have a bunch of people who have been poisoned against them over the last. That's, that's the other part that sucks too. It's just the, the, the a, a sports media landscape has, has has sufficiently poisoned, I think, an entire fan base against the team they're supposed to like. That's oh, great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just feels like I mean, their goal has always been to like be on the fringes and hope you get lucky in the playoffs. But when the other teams are, there's such a huge gap between your team and the other team in the playoffs that doesn't work as well, and it also doesn't work when you miss the playoffs two out of three years. So, like the plan, if there is one, if their plan is to just be on the edges as much as possible. And it's not working right now. I think the real plan is just don't spend money to get a minority owner so he can do what he wants when he comes in. I feel like that's the very sad truth of where the team is right now. Like they don't want to commit too much of anything until they like the new guy comes in. Cause maybe if you put a bunch of money in the payroll, somebody doesn't want to jump in as much as they did at one point. Um, I mean, you know, it's, cause otherwise I have no idea what the hell they're doing. Well, you know, and what's a little bit infuriating about it too, is the fact that, Literally, the current, the reigning world champions did this. They did exactly all of this <laughs> to go win a championship. They, they scraped under the, obviously, losing Ronald Acuna Jr. did not help, but like they went out and pieced it together. But it's this, it's this dual issue of not spending money and not, and not burning prospects. You know what I mean? And then not giving the prospects a chance to play. To, to, to circle back to Stephen Kwan. Like, I, like, I just, I, I just pulled up the roster that the, that the Braves were rolling out last year just, there's not a lot of like. There's some good players on here, obviously, I, like Acuna, but he, he missed half the season. Ozzy Albies is overall good. Freddie Freeman, though, they gave a lot of money to a couple years back. Yeah, I uh, mean, they were straight up a bad team in the first half. Remember? Yeah, they. Like, stunk. It was a big surprise they didn't just sell off then. Yeah, but like, and, and then like their pitching just I don't know like it just it all came together suddenly and like they got lucky and they got hot at the right time and and a smart person Alex in, in the Anthopolis. Anthopolis, thank you. Uh, again, another smart guy who I feel like has some sort of Cleveland connection. I don't know. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but I feel like he probably does. <laughs> He's got that feeling about him. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm getting but He's smart with money, which at this point you need. You're not going to be just smart. You're just annoying if you can't put the money into it as well. <laughs> like, Right. So, I don't yeah. know. Um, so, I'll su- suffice to say, it stinks that we're not going to see any of Stephen Kwan. We're going we're gonna to see three and a half weeks of... Um, Oscar Mercado, Bradley Oscar Zimmer, Mercado, and Bradley Zimmer. In the outfield. Oh God, damn it! That's I mean, that's <laughs> a rough outfield. I mean, oh, it's, it was going to be rough the whole time. It's athletic. Uh, poor Miles Straw is in the middle there. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's an athletic. It's a super athletic. It's super athletic. It's just not actually talented <laughs> playing yeah. a specific position in, in a couple of, uh, specific places. And uh, I, I know I'm sure if you if if listeners or you Matt want to go back and then go, go through my. <laughs> my past writings i know i've written several like defensive outfield breakdowns were very positive but um, (laughs) But at some point you got to hit something yes exactly you need to actually score the runs run prevention is great but you can't rely on jose ramirez and friend mil reyes and whatever else like you you need the bats like right now i just think about their their lineup like five deep as far as like good actual hitters um I don't even know who the other two uh, two of those five would be. Actually, now that I say that, I mean, draw is he'd be like your number five at, at best. You'd want him to be. You wouldn't want to be like your third best hitter, which 
He might be right now. I, it's it's nice that they don't move anything around because I can just go to Baseball Reference and literally <laughs> yeah. pull the same team. It's <laughs> <laughs> from last year. It's the exact same. Um, yeah, I mean the from I mean, last year. The only I mean, I think Ahmed Rosario probably was, but let's see. He had a good second here. half. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. Um, so last year, let's see. Jose Ramirez, Framel Reyes, Jordan Luplo, Miles Straw, and Cesar Hernandez were the only people who were above average hitters uh, with any playing time. Well, Cesar Hernandez was exactly 100. Then you have Ahmed Rosario, Bobby Bradley at 99, OPS plus. And yeah, so again, we're hoping on some great. Remember Harold Ramirez? We were so excited about him. He was. He was I know we're hoping a big on some great boy. But on some, on some growth here, like Naylor, like getting his legs back under him and, and, and actually hitting. As opposed to just showing potential. Uh, again, Straw is very much an on-base guy with no bat or with no power, which is fine. You, I, I prefer him. He's probably batting ninth is the thing. But there's just no there's no actual offensive talent on this team right now. And that's outside be, of the two, two outside of the two guys, yeah, exactly. Which is so easy to pitch around. Like it's so easy to. to I know it's. I know they're all quote unquote major league hitters, but you really need to stretch that definition when you look at this roster right now because. Unless this is Bradley Zimmer's year, I don't know. Am I talking about something different again? We're, we're gonna all look. We're gonna look real dumb when he hits for four hundred. First play. It's happening. Thirty home runs. I am actually said about Yu Chang playing at second base though. <laughs> yeah, it's that's, gonna that's happen. Your guy, Chang. That's the, no, that's. The, I mean, that's that's the way it seemed. Like Mandy Bell on on the Guardians website, she pretty much clearly indicated that the plan seems to be to start Yu Chang at second, Ahmed Rosario goes to the outfield, so they can have um, Andres Jimenez at shortstop, which. I feel like we kind of look over that. That's a young guy they're going to give a solid playing time to finally, but he's also not to, the most yeah. exciting. But yeah, they have to. They got to see what he is at this point. He's got a better arm than Rosario, right? Yeah. Pretty, I'd, I'd rather see, rather keep him at shortstop if there's nobody else, if he's the stopgap until the Brian Rocchio and Tyler Freemanses of the world come up and can play short. But again, um, he's a, he's a, I don't know. He's, he's a guy who just has, he's a run prevention guy. And he just, he's there to, just make just ugly the game up, basically. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way. At the end of the day, that's just what it is. Like, yeah. But but again, like the catchers and the outfielders. If you had an offense around that, that'd be that, that's what all these guys are. Like, they're good if you had a rest of the team around them. But you're just 80, a team yeah. made out of these. It's a team yeah, made like out of picks. This is an eighty percent of a team. This is ridiculous. Um, like I said, I just just if I could just get a, one straight comment. Of what what is the plan here? Is it just to be kind of bad and always draft in the teens and just spin forever and ever and ever, or I don't know, spend some money somewhere. Like Michael Conforto is still out there. I'm just saying. Yeah, What's it? I'm, Sign I'm, him and then trade for that dude in in, in Pittsburgh, uh, Reynolds. Yes, there we go. And, and there you go. Then. then you have something going. Yeah. Or then you, you know, have a plan other than get, just wait and hope people pan out. Get wild with it and get what's his name from um from Baltimore, that center fielder of theirs, Cedric Mullins. They don't want to contend ever. They want to spend zero dollars ever. Their plan is always to sell the future. Cleveland has no future here, is what I'm saying. So they're just kind of spinning, like spinning forever. The Orioles want to just continue to forever sell. Yeah, we got the young guys coming up, man. You can come see Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez and all these other young stars. We'll be good in a few years. Oh, they're old. Oh no, they're expensive <laughs> now. We can't. Sell. We got to trade them. Oh no, Uh-oh. it's Matt Weeders again. Oh no! What's he doing here? Oh, he's back. What's he doing? Here? <laughs> we told him to leave. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think the Guardians definitely have a future, but it's the same thing we heard two years ago and two years ago before that that they're all these guys are coming up. They're going to be good. Just wait two more years. Like they're doing exactly what Baltimore does. They're just saying wait for these guys to come up without committing anything to the 
the, the current part. Group. Yeah. Like it would take so little to make this a good roster or at the very least a good bridge till the prospects come up. Well, like I said, yeah. I mean, spend the money and sign Kern Ford. You can probably get him a discount at this point because no one wants to sign him because he won't get vaccinated. But like they only pay they only play the, the, the Blue Jays a few times. And if they make the playoffs, then you you deal with it then, basically. Um, you don't have to play four games. Or th- oh, no, two, actually, because they win those two. Then you come back to Cleveland, you win those, and you win two more, and you're good to go. Um, then you trade, you, know, you trade, just pulling some prospects out of my ass. I don't know, you, whatever. Trade Freeman, Jones, and whatever the hell else for, I don't know, Bo Naylor or something for Reynolds out of, um, out of oh, Pittsburgh. You, you got to throw in Daniel Spino, which I would, I would, I talk I don't about care. people this. I, yeah, I'd throw in Daniel Spino too. I would great. throw, <laughs> I, I, I literally, I, I, when was the last time I was happy that a prospect came up? I'm pretty sure it was Francisco Lindor. So it does, I, I don't care. Like just, just throw whatever you want. They're prospects. Like they don't, the, they're the not Braves a guarantee. Won- Eventually, no, you got to kind of you got a guy that's going through his prime, and you know he's good in the major league level. Just yeah, they're valuable out for him. Yeah, I, 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 the the NBA even more so than baseball is, is is good at this. Like I got all these young good guys; they could be good. Yeah, but James Harden's really good. Not now, obviously, but you know, like like when uh, when the um like when the Rockets traded for him or whatever, you know. So it's like, yeah, but he's actually good. Oh, all right, I guess that's pretty good. So yeah, like if that, I know now we're just like wish saying and things of that nature you know but like that's a pretty good outfield if you had um i don't know whatever like i said reynolds conforto and straw you have four world-class hitters i think i mean between um yeah so i i, I would like for that to happen yeah I'm and wish that point, it out there the catcher situation's fine because you have all these outfield hitters you have uh, your shortstop can be a little less offensive. Maybe he he's a little better than what he projects, but he's still a really good defender. Like you got yourself a team, Bobby Bradley, whatever. You put Josh Naylor there when he comes up. If Bradley can't uh, stop striking out, and then goddamn, look at you go! You're oh fine. yeah, fly high. If, if if I have to look at Josh Naylor batting sixth, I'm ex- <laughs> I'm ex- that's that's awesome. That's cool. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And then you know, whatever, get Stephen Quan in there because he's actually going to be good. So yeah, I just um. But I'm excited for opening day. Yeah. <laughs> so so I don't know if that go. didn't come through well enough. but Because the pitching is exciting. We never talk about the pitching with this team. but Because there's nothing left to say because they're all real good. Yeah, they're, all, they're all bopping. Look at these guys. Like the, I, 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 I'll be honest. I keep on forgetting that Anthony Ghost is on this team as a pitcher. And I'm every time I'm like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> like him. Like, I don't know. The bullpen is really good. Um, at this point now with um, what's his name in, in Chicago on, on, the t- on the shelf of the year. Um, Garrett, French name, Crochet? Garrett. Uh, yes. Yeah. He has Tommy John surgery. So he's down for the year. Uh, at this point, like they have, they're neck and neck, I think with, with uh, white Sox for bullpen, the rotation's better. Like, yeah, we, we, we have something fun to watch every, every single day as far as a pitcher. Um, and then there's still good. Yeah. Again, there's still guys. I, I'm excited to see Andres Jimenez make a, make a leap. I'm excited to see you Chang get some playing time and actually figure piece it together and be happy with his best bud, Bobby Bradley. And and then them, them to form a, a beautiful friendship on that you know just to s- secure that beautiful friendship on the on the uh, right side of the in- infield and I'm I'm excited I mean hey man baseball's back and, and we get to watch I can't believe I didn't take Thursday off I'm such an idiot damn it <laughs> I usually do that oh, well. yeah I'll take opening day off yeah so the Guardians did at least um, like speaking of Class A like they got him it's five years guaranteed is his contract and two option years at the end so they could have him through 2028 is the longest I, I would imagine as a reliever you're probably not going to use those last two options just because at that point he's probably already burned out but i mean 100 mile an hour cutters what do you want you, you can't take go it. wrong with that yeah 
top five closer in, in the game. Like, I don't even care. Like, and, and I, I, th- I think that's being lazy at saying that he is. God damn it! I was watching him pitch. <laughs> so it's um, we're getting to like maybe not Andrew Miller levels of good, but like Andrew Miller's levels of ooh, there's a guy coming in. It's Class A coming. I don't know, man. That now that he's throwing that slider more regularly in the second half of last that's year, that's what I'm like, saying. We're getting there. We're getting I close. If 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 that trend continues, man, like Disco in 1976, <laughs> who baby? Um, no, he I, he would be better than Andrew Miller. Quite honestly, he's got everything going for him, and it, he's gigantic. He throws hard. Um, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> that's the best part. He just yeah, he just strikes you out, lock up the man, like, yeah, kiss my butt. Uh, you stink, and you're like, yes, yes, they do stink. You're right. This kicks ass. So yeah, that, that, that what what a what a way to start building a bullpen forward and him, Ghost, Sandlin, Stefan, yeah. and know, then basically it. whatever starting pitcher doesn't pan out, you're just gonna throw him in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Logan Allen, Eli Morgan, Tentious. Like I'm not guys 100%. are all sure that connor pilkington is a real person that, feels, that sounds like a <laughs> fake name <laughs> that's like, like an auto-generated yeah will be the show player in 2048 exactly. pilkington <laughs> yeah. that's a isn't that like a, a, some sort of weird british slur i don't even know <laughs> yeah but yeah he, uh, i mean he's double a straight to mlb for him so yeah yeah ta- again that, that's, that's talent man this is the, the pitching's great um the you know the team could win 90 games theoretically if some of these guys do make a, a, a leap, you know, like what, getting, getting their legs in them and stuff. And if they played quiet and made all those moves I mentioned a few minutes ago, yeah, uh, well, those are good Matt, ideas. Matt Schlichting wrote the the best case, worst case scenario for this year. And I thought his worst case was sort of brilliant. Not that they're not that they would go like 60 and a hundred and two, but if they go like 500 or a little bit over and then they get the feeling they could just keep doing this forever and not need to improve that's the worst case for this team is that they they're just average. They're just close enough that the front office can tell themselves, Oh, next year they'll just break out. They'll be a little older. We don't need to improve on it. We'll just keep doing this. Like it'd be a little better if they were, they either need to be really good or really bad at this point <laughs> to, I think spur the front office to do anything in any direction. I think that what we all keep on forgetting here is that growth in sports specifically is always definitely linear, right? <laughs> Nothing. It's just straight line. You're, you just you're know like what's going to happen every getting time. Getting better the next year. Yeah, look at Mike Trout. He hits 600 every year now. He's probably going to hit 700 next year. He just gets better and better and better. Guys don't have ceilings. So, yes. Again, like last year had a lot of youth on the team. A lot of guys put in weird positions. There's... There's no reason that as a fan you can look at that roster from last year and see the guys coming back this year and think there's a good chance of Jimenez and Naylor and even Rosario kind of starting to put it together because they're all still so young and figuring it out. And like they're not just prospects anymore, they are being handed the keys, which matters. You know, we were talking about the mental side of the game before with Quan, but it matters in general. They need to have that sense of I'm, I'm the guy. Like they, every single one of these players thinks that they're the best player on the field. They have to. Like it's just one of those things that you have to do. Otherwise, you you failed. You're you're done. You and you have no hope of being a, a player anymore. So even Luke Maley, like I'm sure his mom again. I'm sure his mom loves him. But. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why like I'm never mad. Like when people ask Terry Francona about the team, like he's not complaining they didn't sign more people. You can't have your manager doing that. He's got to say we believe in the guys we have and we're going to try hard. Like what else do you want him to say? He can't go out there and say Bradley Zimmer sucks. We should have signed Michael Conforto. <laughs> like, that's the kind <laughs> that's of front job. office that they answer for. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do. We don't need uh, time yeah. for going to do that. Like as, I want him yeah, as outside media. That's our job. <laughs> yeah, you I, know, I want yeah. him telling Bradley Zimmer he is Mike Trout. <laughs> like, yeah, don't listen to anybody. Yeah, don't listen to those stupid 
second rate podcasters talking about how bad you are. You're going to be yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mike Trout can't hold your jock. I'd let yeah. you pitch, but I just said, I think it would be unfair, bud. <laughs> You're just too good. We got to get you out there in the back. <laughs> so considering everything is pretty much set, um, washed rise with the guardians. And I think most teams, I don't know if final cuts were quite yet, but it's, it's getting to the point where you've got to, you've got to pretty cut, much know. They cut a few more guys this afternoon, I think, but yeah. Um, they're gonna have 28 players through May 1st, a limited number of pitchers and it goes down 26, but we've got kind of general idea. What everybody looks like, so I figured I'd, I'd, we'll focus on specific teams in a little bit, but let's just go down through, um, the order that you think the AL center is going to go. Starting with, let's start at the bottom. Who's going to finish in the absolute basement of the AL Central this year? That's a really interesting question because you have two teams that are kind of doing different things but could end up in the same place. Um, Talking about, of course, the Royals and the Tigers. The Tigers are actually making efforts to, like they did the thing where you spend money to to bolster the young guys, right, in signing Javier Baez. A bad signing, but, <laughs> but they did sign. But they did. They spent the money. The effort was made. So, and then the twins. Oh man, I forgot the twins finished in last place last year. Yeah, they were a disaster. <laughs> wow, I forgot about that one. Um, I but I don't think they'll be that bad. I, I I think they I think that they made the right moves as long as they stay healthy. Knock on wood. Like I would love for a full healthy season of um, Byron Buxton just to see what that looks like. But I think the Royals will end up in last. I don't think they have the pitching, and everyone else is just a year older. Like, like the, the guys that they're kind of leaning on to be offensive um, are just a year older. I always forget that Salvador Perez is not even 32 yet. He know, seems like, like he's so much older. His knees have got to be in his 50s, though. He is just, just turning like, into dust. Before he's so tall. As somebody else who's tall and, and probably hasn't squatted in at least 10 years, just the thought of him doing that is, is terrible. Also, he must be going through. Also, they have the worst manager in the entire game, uh, yeah, the entire, the entire division. So, yeah, I would say them. Do you want me to go I, through I my, my entire my entire projection? No, no. Okay. no my, my lowest is um, so I probably swapped your bottom too. I have the Tigers in the bottom. I just think they're going to flop. Um, I, I do agree. They like the Javi Bias thing. They did. They made a signing. I don't think it's a great one. Um, <laughs> I think they're going to be a lot like we've seen. I think pitching wise, they're going to be like what we've seen with the Guardians offensive wise. Like they're going to have these pitchers come up, they're all excited for, and then they just flop hard. Um, like maybe Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, and Matt Manning. That's their big three they're, they're hoping on. In my fantasy world of what's happening here, I have, I have just like it not working out very well at all. And then their offense is just not that much. Um, Akil Badu was fun for a little bit, but I don't think he's going to turn anything. Eric Haas, he was immediately <laughs> not good. Um, he's projected to still not be good. <laughs> he, had a, he had a fun little run there, but it's just, I don't, I don't think anything works out for him. Basically. I think Spencer Torkison, maybe like this, but he's also not going to be great this year, probably. Um, I think he takes a little bit to get going. So this year is like another, the, the Tigers are going to get themselves all hyped up and be excited. And then it's just not going to work out for them. I have them at 70 wins in, in my little. Really? Cause thing. they won 77 a year ago. And that's what I'm saying. I think they regress just as a random, and there's a know. bit of random sprinkling in there. Like, I don't think this is exactly logical, but like just randomness, like the twins being terrible last year. That's fair. I, I guess I think that. they I mean, backpedal a little bit. I, I'm just, I'm looking at their roster from last year and like, they, they kind of rid of some dead weight as far as yeah. like Nomar Mazzara. And then like, um, you know, scope is not going to be playing first anymore. They're going to have, uh, I don't know. I almost want to put them third, but at the same time, I think the twins will be too good. Uh, I, th- I think last year was the most snake bit season I've seen in a long time. For <laughs> yeah, really bad, yeah. So I would pay the, t- I, I would put tigers in fourth place. Probably. So you're just, you're just saying twins or rather Royals for all the same reasons I said the uh, Royals in fifth. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. But <laughs> I, th- okay. I think the Royals, 
I have about 77 wins and I think that's going to be surprisingly good for them. <laughs> I think that like Carlos Santana continues to like sort of defy age. So does Salvador Perez. And I really like Bobby Witt Jr. Um, who's starting this year. I think he's going to be one who comes in and takes off immediately. Uh, Spencer Torkelson. Like I think he's going to be a rookie of the year candidate. I just think it's cool that they're as bad as their manager is. They're still doing this kind of these weird old school things like starting Bobby Witt Jr. Um, in these last couple of years, they just added vets and when they haven't had anything like it wasn't like they were blocking anybody this just wasn't a team that had anybody but now they got like zach granke back they have just a zombie stitched together pitching staff maybe it'll be a little bit better than they expect they're still not going to be a great team but like 77 wins and everybody kind of go home's happy goes home happy at the end of the year with that i mean i think they'll get to go like 70 wins honestly <laughs> <laughs> listen again it's my little random sprinkling on there i think they they're a little better than we think so third place and second place, I think to me are going to be very close, and I think it's going to be it's going to be Twins and Cleveland, obviously. I put it in a, like a coin flip, like one's going to have like eighty four, one's going to have eighty wins, something like that. Um, it obviously puts the White Sox up top. Um, yeah, I, mean, I have them literally tied eighty three each. Really? <laughs> I think it's, okay, yeah, I think they're both yeah. tied. I, I'm probably not a playoff spot. Maybe I don't know. I mean, there's twelve freaking spots now, six in each league, so maybe one of them gets in and then there's some weird tiebreaker stuff but i i think both 83 is what i have met yeah because I, I i just i like I, I like a lot of the moves they made i don't think the pitching will be there quite for the twins just because of what they lost and the things they didn't add i suppose yeah mayor who's their um don't look who's their number one projected starter right now on roster resource is kenta made on that team still no is he okay. he's not here i don't know where the hell he um... went Oh, he's injured, so no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have, oh, wait. Joe Ryan. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who started five games for them last year. Um, oh, that who's might that just be like, like a spring training lineup kind of thing. So like, who's he's that just, rotation now? Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray. Think about this rotation, I don't know, five, six years ago? Sonny Gray, Chris Archer. Oh, Dylan Bundy was bad, I guess. But yeah. Like you, throughout time, this this rotation could have been good, but I don't know about right now. But again, like they had holes, they went out and they desperately tried to fix them. They got Gary Sanchez, uh, old friend Gio Urshela, who's apparently good now, Carlos Correa, Luis Arias. So I think their offense is going to be amazing. Good. I think last yeah. year was a complete aberration. Um, Byron Buxton is super fun, but eighty three wins just was pitching is going to well. And those they, they have those two gigantic like young guys, the the guys who came out of the the, the Twins cloning vats, the hitter, the <laughs> The two young bats. Um, I think they'll be better offensively than we think they're going to be. It's just like last year was a lot of growing pains. Um, thinking, I think uh, Trevor Larnack and da, 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 who's the other one? Kirilov, I think, right? Yeah. Alex Kirilov, yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, good players. They were not great last year. Um, both, you know, sub average hitters, but they yeah. got knocked the rust off eventually. And they're young as heck. I think they're going to be pretty good. Uh, yeah. they, and again, they added a, a straight up and down MVP candidate uh, in um, Carlos Correa, who's he's so good. I yeah, mean, that's painful. That he's in the division now. I, I sort of hate that with all my being. Just a marvelous player. <laughs> just <laughs> absolutely like, like if uh, I could be convinced for you to tell, like, if you tell me he's the best player in the division now, I'd be like, yeah, you, you, you may, I, you probably best position right. player, yeah, maybe. Like I, I can't. I mean, think Jose of, is probably better. You, Jose, you've just spoken heresy, but. But that's the uh, thing is, like, we're splitting hairs at that point. We're talking yeah. about, like, in terms of, like, I don't care what number you're like, talking about, like, wins about replacement, it's like a half a win, which at that point is a pu- is a total push. Right, yeah. Like, he was 7.2 last year, and Jose was, uh, 
so easy to find them both because yeah, six point seven. And also, I do think that um, Correa played less games too. So, <laughs> what one fifty two to uh, Correa's one forty eight. So it's only four games, but still, yeah, yeah, they're 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 neck and neck basically as far as offensive players. But and Correa is a shortstop instead of a third baseman. Um, I think he might be the best position player in the division at this point, which. I gotta say, good on that on the Twins for for, for going out and doing the damn thing because <laughs> they could have used the last year's excuse to just go under and just say screw it, we're gonna rebuild now. Well, but that's terrible. the thing; they've been kind of like, secretly building up the the farm system stacked, and like they have that farm, they, they have a good rotation or not rotation. They have good like bullpen arms coming up. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, the Baseball Reference uh, headshot for um, Jose Altuve looks awful. Good lord. So long... <laughs> Most of them do on base. He's, like he's, awesome he's on a long bender. It's awful. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I, I think the Twins will be good. It's just yeah, like you said, the, the pitching is going to be. They're, they're probably going to win a bunch of games against Cleveland because because I mean, the Guardians. Can't, so can't there's going to be a lot of high scoring games there. I think their oh, pitching is going to yeah. help Cleveland a little bit, and then they're just going to hit everything. Yeah, I, I think obviously we both have the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? Like they're just they're they're they're, they're too deep. They're, yeah. they're, they're good. They have probably my second favorite player in the division on the team and Tim Anderson. That guy's so cool. <laughs> I mean, that top five is ridiculous. Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu, Yon Mankata, Eloy Jimenez. He's back. I mean, Yasmani Grandal. Fuck it. We'll go six. That's... We'll go seven. They added AJ Pollock too. Who, yeah. When he's healthy, ridiculous. he's a good hitter. Like he's just a very good hitter. He's, he's yeah. been hitting since he, since, you know, since like 2019 or something. He'll get his numbers back. He's excellent. Yeah, and they have and, Andrew Vaughn on the bench who can fucking mash baseballs. So I yeah. mean, they've got everybody everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. Andrew Vaughn's a like a first round pick, like a high first round pick. He's supposed to be good. Like this yeah. is the guy, right? He is all bat, and yeah, he's a third overall pick uh, out of Cal. Okay, he's going to be good. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're just stacked up and down the lineup, and the pitching staff's good. I would get it more into this in a minute. Too. It's, it's, you know, it's a very solid pitching staff. Losing uh, Crochet definitely hurts because he is—he was an absolute weapon out of the bullpen. Like he threw yeah. a billion miles an hour, but they have other guys that can do that too. I mean, they have Liam he, Hendricks too. So yeah, like, <laughs> that's yeah, going to be a big one for him. Kopech, 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 Kopech. Again, he throws hard. All these guys just—they uh, have an entire. Uh, they have the kind of bullpen that I always wish Cleveland could get, which is just, just, just absolute flamethrowers, just front to back. Yeah. Well, Kopech will probably be a starter this year. I think he was. A reliever last year, just yeah, you're right, you're right. Of yeah, yeah, you're right. The last yeah. two years, but but even then, like he's a starter. Then you got Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech, Dallas Keuchel. Like that's four really potentially maybe good pitchers. I, would, I kind of Lance stopped Lynn. when I got the Keuchel, but <laughs> uh, at least the top three. Well, you mentioned, did you mention Lance Lynn? Is he even on the team? No, he's injured to start. He's, he's hurt right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he, but they will have Lance Lynn. But so. yeah, he'll be back. So you know, yeah, they do have Vince Velasquez, who I always liked when he was on um, when he really? was on the. Uh, the Phillies. I don't know. Yeah. He had a really, he had a really nice curveball. They had, they had, in that one kind of effort to rebuild the Phillies, had a bunch of guys who had sick curveballs. I was like, this is cool. I love yeah, it. they have three guys who are good, like off-speed pitchers, like Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Vince Velasquez. It's just going to be hell for Cleveland. Like, oh, God damn it. It's going to be a nightmare. Hey, maybe all the young guys can hit curveballs and change-ups. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure that'll happen. Um, so I kind of blew my specific point talking about the Royals. I, I just think like, I like Bobby Wood Jr. a lot, and I think he's going to be a Rookie of the Year candidate. Even if they're terrible, I think he's going to be up there. And it's going to be the annoying debate. Like, he didn't help his team get into the playoffs. Should he be the That's one to win the award? That's a stupid thing for a, yeah, for a Rookie of the Year argument. <laughs> right. It's going to happen, man. You know it. It's Somebody else is going to be up there on, like, a winning team and, and get more consideration. But I think he's going to be the one 
He's going to be super good for the Royals. And I just can't give up on Carlos Santana. Like Andrew Benintendi's on the team still. I think he can rebound into something decent as an outfielder. Um, I don't know. Zach Granke there is a really fun story. Going back to probably finish. I don't know. He's a pitcher. He's 39. Maybe not. But yeah, this is probably the end of his career. Yeah. The yeah. twilight maybe years not this of his year. Career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he, he's wrapping up there. I will be honest with you. I think they'll be a little bit better than you think they'll be. Well, you had them last. What are you talking about? I know, but at the same time, like I'm looking at it more now <laughs> and I'm thinking about it. And like there's so many players in here that I like. You mentioned Bobby Witt, obviously. Yeah. But like Adalberto Mondesi, one of these days he's going to put it all together, I think. And maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. He never has. He's 27 now. <laughs> like he's, he was he's like Nomar as, Mazzara, where it just keeps, it's going to happen. You just think it's going to happen. Here it is. Yeah. I'm reading the thing on the website. Like he described his quote, elite and dynamic. <laughs> like, you know, like I've been hearing that in a million years. Uh, and then like Dozier had a miserable year last year, Hunter Dozier, but I think he could hit. I think he'll be back. And yeah. I don't know. The, their bullpen is. I still think still pretty good. I know I had them last, but like I'm Scott Barlow's e- legit. Man. Like him I, I, Josh I'm, Dalmon are, I'm yeah. an easy push, I guess, when it comes to that. Yeah. I, just, I, I do think that the I do think the management may, may get in their way because <laughs> yes, they do cool old school crap, but they also do dumb old school crap. So yeah, I mean they added Amir Garrett too, which is pretty cool. Like, I, I love, love Amir Garrett. Yeah, he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was my main point. Though, is I like Bobby Wood Jr. I think they okay. they'll be better than I think. Still not good, but. It'll look like a step forward for them as they they continue to rebuild. But so anyway, as, as, as they win ninety seven games, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember last year they started out of the gate like a month and just constantly winning. It was kind of terrifying, and then they just fell off as literally everybody expected. But it happened anyway. I love that because like you start like a team starts like twenty and ten and ends yeah. with like seventy it happens wins every year in this division. Remember when it was the White Sox? And yeah. Then, who wasn't it? the tigers one year maybe like, but it's always somebody who you know is going to collapse but it just happens anyway yeah like, like through like and they're always like you can't really start judging anything until like the middle of may and other yeah. people be like yeah like 20 and 10 on may, on may 15th and they just win yeah. 50 games the rest of you're like this is awful <laughs> this is so bad <laughs> like that's one of the ma- one of the magic parts of baseball i think is and when you're bad you just stink and you just can't get out of your way after a while yeah. you, you just get worse it just gets worse and then by august you're like we won two games this month Two in thirty days, impossible. <laughs> so, what's your so I was, focusing? I'm assuming the White Sox, basically. Yeah, so I was thinking about the White Sox, and like obviously, I know that I'm just like, oh, they're definitely World Series contenders. Like, I get it. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. <laughs> I guess it's my, my, my only thing. Like, I think Jose Abreu will take a step back. Um, I don't know, man. Yon Moncada is such a, a babbit driven player, and like I know him and Tim Anderson are both kind of you know, of a similar mold in that way where like they just so ebb and flow based on where the ball falls. But Yomankata has one season with an OPS over 787. And it was a 915 in 2019. And obviously 2020 we can throw out. But I don't know. At at what point, like, what are we looking at here as far as a player is concerned? And then I, I also think that the rotation is overrated. So tell me why I'm right or wrong, Matt. What do you think? Well, I mean, also, speaking of old, bad managers, fucking... The oldest and the baddest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, is he older than Dusty Baker? Although he's a world Tony Lewis has to be older than Dusty Baker, right? I think so. <laughs> I would still take Dusty Baker as a manager any day over Tony La Russa. Like, it's not what? even an age thing. It's just, he, I think does have Dusty a, Baker rules. He does have a specially branded toothpicks. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Where's he managing now? Is he in... He's the Astros. Is he the Astros. Baker. Okay, yeah that's, yeah, that's why they didn't win the championship. Okay, good. He's not allowed yeah, to. Yeah, there you go. 
Okay. <laughs> also, I, like, I don't know. And, like, I know it's, it's definitely part of my fandom creeping in here. Yeah. But, like, Lucas Giolito, I think Lucas Giolito might be one of the more overrated pitchers in baseball. I, I think it's because he threw – did he throw two no-hitters last year? Or was I just hallucinating? I think you dreamed that. Okay. Only threw, okay <laughs> but he's, he's, he's been one. really good a bunch of times. And, he has been good. Yeah. But, like, then you look at his, like, season numbers. And, like, they're good. But they're not, like – I think he's – this is going to sound blasphemous. I think he might be the third best pitcher on Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead, White Sox fans. Go ahead and clip that. Send it to all your favorite corners of the internet. So they can email me hate man. And, like, you know, I, I, I know, I know the peripherals kind of are a little bit better for him. But, like – No, I mean, yeah, that's fair. Like, like behind I, Bieber I, I and Savali. Yeah. Look, a 350 ERA guy who can't throw 200 innings is good and fine. But is it? And I, I, you know, I, I know they're throwing less and less and less. And he's got a sick changeup, and he's good, and he, he's made incredible strides to get to where he is. I know, but I just, I, I feel like he got a lot of smoke la- the last two years. And like I'm watching Shane Bieber pitch every time he's out there, <laughs> yeah. and he's way better. Yeah, like way better. So then you have guys like Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech, and um. I mean, I, love, I, I have nothing bad to say about Lance Lynn. He's so cool. <laughs> yeah. He grabs his nuts an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a big sweaty man pitching yeah. baseball. It's the best. He, he, yeah, he's a kind of, but like guys like Cease and Kobe, I just I feel like they've been pitching for a hundred years, and even though it's only, that's only yeah, it's three years each of them now basically. But I just feel like I've seen enough out of them. Maybe not. I don't know. Kobe has has only thrown eighty three career uh, innings in the regular season. Yeah, but like I don't know. Maybe Cease will put it together. I think I just might have less respect for their ability to build pitchers into something than I do Cleveland. Because, like, he's making these marginal little gains. And last year was only his first time with more than 30 starts. But I think that there's an expectation these guys will make a leap. And I'm just – I don't know if I'll see it. Plus, they're going to try and pitch Dallas Keigel 20 times this year. That's a bad idea. He's bad. <laughs> it's always a bad idea. So, I don't know. Am I, am I right or wrong or am I just being an idiot? T- 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 tell me if I'm thinking the wrong way here. It's focusing on the pitching, but also, like, one or two of their bats, I'm just – Looking askance at. No, I still think you're wrong about Lucas Giolito. Like, we talked about it before. I like him a lot. I think he's super good. Oh, I, I mean, I like so him. Good, but... I just don't think he's a top ten pitcher in baseball. Uh, I kind of think if. I don't know. Maybe not. But you okay? <laughs> I'm not like gonna <laughs> fight you over it, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> I funny. think he's really good, and I think he's probably better than you think he is, and I, he might be worse than I think he is. But um, yeah, I, I just like him a lot. But I'm I, here to argue, and you can't <laughs> silence me. <laughs> I do agree that their offense is very. I mean, everybody, it's kind of a cliche to say everybody go through peaks and valleys, but they're going to have some big valleys and then some big peaks. Like even Luis Robert, he he bottomed out for quite a while at one point. Um, But again, when he's good, he's going to just even that out anyway. And Elo Jimenez, what the hell is he anymore? Um, He could still still be good, but we just don't know with him. Like they're going to be really inconsistent, but when they're super good, is probably when they're going to be fighting Cleveland just because the baseball gods hate us. Um, (laughs) And then they'll bad when they're faced the Twins and Tigers, but. Um, Fair you just got to kind of catch him at the right time and, and hope they're not everybody's I mean, demolishing is, you. Jimenez is hitting him in spring training, and like I don't know, I'm, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to like his name is the Big Baby. Are you kidding me? Get out of here! <laughs> like I don't want them to be bad, but it's just like yeah, I, I love why when you live, Jimenez is good. It's frightening, yeah. just frightening. Um, I, I do just want some team. I want to hate a team. I don't hate any teams in this division as much as I want to. Yeah, I, I hate them like for vestigial reasons, but I'm not like angry at like I, I just want you to curse you, Tigers. Get out of here, <laughs> fall into a pit. 
I hope you all go to the Springfield mystery spot and fall in. Boo. I really like the, the 2019. Was that the Bomba squad twins were pretty close. Oh man. Was that fun was a hateable them. team. My yeah. God. I, because it, they're all hitting home runs and then just, and then like, yeah. what's his name? Ryan just comes up there and just, it goes like, yeah. Single, single, single. Damn you! <laughs> Damn you! Every time in a home run, yeah. Oh they were God. a fun team to hate, but I can't hate the White Sox. They they're they're a coolly made team, and they have so many cool players. Exactly. It's, I like Lucas Giolito. I don't I've always like liked the. Like, you know, team, I always but. had a place in my heart for the White Sox because they have cool uniforms, and they, I like their stadium. And Chicago's a cool town, and I don't like the Cubs, so <laughs> so you just kind of default to like him. Yeah, it stands yeah. to reason. Yeah, Jimenez yeah. is cool. Uh, Robert's cool. Like, I'm, I'm mad that they got rid of. Um, Oh, who's that pesky little hitter they had? Um, yeah, the, the Tortuga. I can't remember his actual name. But no, not him. The other, the other one. Um, oh, that was unexplained. He's gonna kill me. Uh, Nick Madrigal. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he just, you know, he just, he just hit three hundred. Doesn't do anything else. <laughs> I'm so sad again because there's a Twitter count. It's, it's, it counts all his hits. It's just it's like you know his 40th hits, like 40 slash 3,000 because he's just assuming <laughs> it. So it's not running anymore because it was run by a White Sox fan. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. yeah, so I was like, ah, that's too bad. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, but you got a good team. I just, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't consider them World Series contenders. I guess. Well, man, although after the Braves won it last year, I don't know anything. So I mean, you know, yeah, you just got to be there at the, the midseason and, and jack it up at the end and hope everything works. Out. I, I I will say that they underperformed their Pythagorean win loss by four. They, were, they should have been 97 and 65 and only won 93. And I'm putting all of that on Tony La Russa, So <laughs> I mean, that's not an unfair <laughs> point, probably. <laughs> uh, I think I'll do it for us this week, Merritt. If you haven't already, listen to the podcast now. Leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, let us know on Twitter if you listen at Cover in the Corner, at Cover the Corner on Twitter, uh, Cover in the Corner on Facebook, Cover in the Corner.com. Um, if you listen, let us know how you liked it, what you want us talk about in the future probably field more questions during the season and stuff like that um find me on twitter at matt rly merit at merrill lynch like merrill lunch with lunch wait no merrill lunch like merrill lunch. lunch but with lunch and there's a sandwich so many times <laughs> there's a sandwich in there you'll see the picture of the sandwich you'll, you'll get it yeah you'll know not the one with the bowl it's a picture of a sandwich um yeah merit talk to you next week it's a pork sandwich too made of bowl me- no wait that's a cow shit yeah talk to you next week <laughs> the music's already faded <laughs>